In short, there are three things that last, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. Okay, so I'm going to read Psalm 91. feel assured that this is the important version to be stating. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honour him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. It says in scripture, actually, it talks about this. Um, Let's see about providing financially for your family. Let's look it up. Timothy, it's actually 1 Timothy, verse 8 of chapter 5. If anyone does not provide for his own and especially his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Let's look at the King James Version because I believe um, this is very important for many people. But if any provide not for his own and especially for those of his own house, 
he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. The word of God. All right, so let's go to the Latin version. I will try and see it as clearly as possible. And I've given you the the version that you'll be able to understand if you're coming here from um, an English, well, Scottish English speaking, and um, you're able to understand this language. Um, this is a Latin form where it would stem from where they would translate, well, they would probably translate um, for the Reformed from various types, obviously, um, with Hebrew, um, the Aramaic, uh, Greek, and all the rest. So they would be looking at the Latin as well. So let's have a look right at the Latin. And we're on 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8, I believe, yeah. So let's get that. And it says, Sequis autum suorum et maxime domesticorum curum non habet fidem negavit et est infideli deterior. Welcome to Love Lighthouse podcast. The broadcast is an extra broadcast, but this can go out for the links of Monday as well. So we're looking at Monday the 9th of May 2022. So we talked today about, yes, I am victorious. I stand in the faithfulness of God. And there are people that are um, not doing that. Um and who have tried to actually steal and take from mothers. And I'm not going to have it. And I have stated very, very clearly that I know myself, this is something that doesn't just apply to certain people. This applies to everybody. It's like this. When we do not live in doing what is right for Christ, for God, in other words, you literally perish. I can't afford to do that. You can't afford to do that. We have to be doing what is right by God. Now, I have a situation where there has been a really nasty, a vindictive man who has tried to steal the very childhood of a child who was brought up by the mother and um, who basically had an amazing life um, despite the fact that that nasty, vindictive and horrible man wasn't there, wasn't taking care of mother and child who literally had to go after him for child support. It was that bad. In fact, the mother actually had to encourage him to um, to actually make a turnaround. Um, despite knowing what he was like, the mother started to um, think that perhaps it was actually meant to be that, you know, she shouldn't have actually contacted him or tried to encourage him that actually and perhaps 
what this was, was God actually protecting her and the child from him. And so the mother at the time maybe didn't uh, really understand the fullness of all the different things um, that they needed, what they needed to do with regards to, you know, his um, behaviour and to all the provisions that they needed, um, you know, with him not being there, taking on his proper um, role as a, a dad, a father um, in that appropriate way. And um, yeah, so... You know, again, this is probably God's way of protecting both of the mother and the child. Um, but in any case, she wanted to encourage him to be in their life as that's just, you know, what she felt is the right thing for an actual family. And um, she was just trying her best. And so they then went to go after him, as I say, to seek for child support when he wasn't there um, you know, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. And it was such a task getting that from him. What he said was, was, how much does it cost for nappies? That's the extent of what this nasty, horrible person thought. And the way that they treated the mother and child. It was that bad. And the mother is victorious because she understands that they deserve more than that. So because the very understanding exists that we deserve more than that, that we are loved more than that, that shows who's victorious already. Like if you understand if someone's treating you really badly and then you just have this differing view do you know that that differing view is actually your, not just your road to victory, it is a form of victory in and of itself because that's the victorious God, Jesus Christ, telling you through the power of the Holy Spirit that you don't deserve to be treated that way. Do you know what I mean? And so that, although people would say, well, how can that be victorious when this nasty person got away with doing such and such and they behaved like that? Well, it's because that's them having lost. That shows their, um, the fact that they've actually lost the entire situation. Now, does that mean that someone has to lose for people to do, or for one person to do well? Of course not. Um, a victory actually through this person behaving appropriately in the first place would be more, far more conducive to what we really need and what's really good in terms of a victory overall for everybody, of course. Um, that is like, that's the best in many ways. Well, I say that, but... And a little bit from um, me and my situation. So it's so important to point out before we head on to these different pieces of scripture in this um, broadcast. Um, when I tell you about those being the main activities, I want to state this very clearly. It's not a matter of lack. He has spent money on a supercar. He had two cars at the very least and one being a supercar. He spends tons on redecorating a house, etc. 
So I just have to let you understand the actual manipulation that goes on and the reality of the situation. That child would be without specific pieces of clothing. I think she only got her, her bedding like changed uh, you know, once in the entire time that she's been there, meaning not that it was changed once rather, meaning getting new bedding and stuff like that. But it's not a matter of lack. I just need to point that out. Um that's vital, vital info. I like who does that, who gets themselves a supercar, has another car, has loads of other um tech and things for themselves, but treats a child like that. Right? So that's the major point that has to be added here because I was listening to um the the priest today um who was filling in and he was talking about oh we're talking now about you know let's not think you know how or what we don't have let's think about what we do have and I'm like I'm not thinking that way like what are you talking about I am talking about someone else and they are not in a matter of lack at all financially but they're utilizing those finances to control and manipulate in fact they have my child's money a whole bunch of family have taken money and put it to his account to try and manipulate me and my daughter in other words like emotionally abuse financially abuse and then they've said things like oh well, you'll just stop it if you know it's in your account or it has or this or that and they're like no I wouldn't so I just want to point this out really vitally important do you understand like how hypocritical that is they're actually stopping her from getting her money while saying that if it was in her account, I would stop it. And that's why they're not giving her her money. That's why they're stopping her. So they're stopping her money from getting to her account. This is their reason because they believe that I would stop it, which is not true. And the point of the matter is this, they're doing that which they said they're trying to avoid. Now, that's either mental insanity. No, there's no other thing, is there really? I can't think of anything else which that would be. The first one was, oh, she... Uh, can't deal with that amount of money because she can't save. Again, another lie. So that money, money has been put into her account before and she's been able to save it and keep it there for what she's needed and she's gone ahead and purchased properly. So in other words, that's like a year earlier at a, a less mature stage and she's been very well capable. So in other words, it's just an excuse to try and manipulate me and my daughter. Um, it's persecution of the faith, ultimately. And people would say, well, you know, isn't it a better idea to not do you the faith? Um, the faith is the faith. And it's those who are not in the faith, who are not doing the right thing for the right reasons, that are being abusive like this, that are going to suffer the consequences. I would not like to be in that situation at all. 
not at all. It says in scripture, actually, it talks about this. Um, let's see about providing financially for your family. Let's look it up. Timothy, it's actually 1 Timothy, verse 8 of chapter 5. If anyone does not provide for his own, and especially his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Let's look at the King James Version because I believe um, this is very important for many people. But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. The word of God. All right, so let's go to the Latin version. I will try and see it as clearly as possible. And I've given you the the a version that you'll be able to understand if you're coming here from um, an English or well, Scottish English speaking and um, you're able to understand this language. Um, this is a Latin form where it would stem from where they would translate, well they would probably translate um, for the reformed from various types obviously um, with Hebrew um, the Aramaic, uh, Greek, and all the rest. So they would be looking at the Latin as well. So let's have a look right at the Latin. And we're on 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8, I believe. Yeah. So let's get that. And it says, Sequis autum suorum et maxime. Domesticorum, curum non habet, fidem negavit, et est infideli deterior. So it is like, what do you do when, you know, that's not happening? Um, the provision has to be not just, it's not just like a financial thing. Like, I think from this, many of us take it that, that's what it means. It means to provide like food, shelter, you know, um, clothing, finances, you know. And it's like, yes, that's true. But it starts off again, once again, with the spiritual, the mental and emotional provision. So providing and nurturing someone spiritually you have to be able to do that yourself. And this is, obviously, it's very set apart. It's very set out here in terms of, we know that all are one in Christ, but each have different roles in terms of masculine and feminine, male and female. And we know that this becomes deteriorated in ways where people just look towards sexual things and infidelity or um, they just do things for their sexual impulses rather than that of their own spiritual and others spiritual to then their mental, others mental, 
they're emotional, others emotional, and they're physical, and others physical health and well-being, right? We know that can take place. We don't deny that all people deserve love to be loved and to be encouraged to get the best, to do the best, therefore, in who they are for themselves with their own spiritual connection with God. And that time and time again, as you hear throughout the fortification um, series from just a tour, it's where it all starts. And we say, well, you know, piling so much like on a woman and expecting her to be the one to do everything is a bit much when really it is and it has to be for so many reasons, as we say, and I stated there, for the absolute well-being of a family unit, it has to start off with that head, which should be the male in the family. And what happens when that's not occurring, when they have spiritually died or physically, spiritually and physically died in some cases? And in any case, this leaves a woman in a form of widowhood. Um, we have to look into that, like how can we fortify and protect women from that in that situation and children, like what to do um, when they're either, you know, spiritual or physical, spiritual and physical widows going through that um, widowhood. And there was this really great video, which I listened to talking a lot about this as well. And it was all about parenting and fortifying and I think I might leave a link to that. Now it doesn't mean to say I agree with every aspect of the video but I do think it's so abundantly powerful with so many great um, inspiring messages that are going to help people especially families and children and obviously the parents too but it's really going to be a great help for um, everyone really. Um, so I will post that on here too. And that just gives a bit of an insight. Well, the first help as well, the first level of fortification spiritually is there for the spiritual and earthen church um, with all its um, various levels and ways of helping the family. And that is also mentioned in this video too. So they will seek to, to fortify, to build up by stating and praying, interceding, but also stating the way that it is meant to be. Now, here's where the difference can be sometimes in the two churches. It's like this. <clears throat> we have this spiritual and earthen set point with the ways in which God expects us to be. We have Jesus, who has died on the cross, resurrected and ascended and has given the Holy Spirit. And the people with the Holy Spirit have an ability to keep ascending in the way, keep doing better and better. But they know they have an advocate. If something, you know, if a mishap happens, they know they've got that. They're not doing anything wrong on purpose, but they're trying their best and they're all about good intent. We know that's not going to work for people that don't come with good intent towards families. You know, if there's men that are doing things and using or abusing women, they can't just get away with it. It's not a case of you just go to confession and get away with it. It doesn't work that way. Like there's no more sacrifice for those that sin on purpose. And this is the slight difference, I think, that some people perhaps get annoyed about that because they think, oh, those people can just do something. And then, you know, all they do is 
you know, confess it and then that's it. And it's like, it's not the case. Like, that isn't how it works. And I, I just want to stress that that's not how it works. Um, when people are making amends with God, they should be doing it through a real intent and understanding the absolute serious nature of the fact that if whereby they happen to be doing it on purpose, it's so serious, like you can't keep doing that on purpose. It, you're on a trajectory to hell. No matter how many like sacrifices you think can be made, it can't, there's no more sacrifices for that sin. So no matter how many times you go to confession about it, if you're doing it on purpose, it doesn't count. So very, very important one to point out there and people from the Reformation or Reformational ways or they get annoyed perhaps with the church because they think that's what's happening. But then there's the opposite. There's the complete antithesis of people like that who are just protesting against the church because they're actually protesting against these really good and important values that need to be instilled and they're actually going against God altogether. So you can see there's two types of people that could be seen to be linked to the Reformation. One really genuinely are and they're just trying their best to walk forward and there's another type you might think oh they're protesting they're protestants to the church and um, they're reforming no they're they're not they're actually like probably satanists or something so you need to be careful and mindful about that when you judge it when you look at it and understand the various types there as well like people that go against um god and the church and these important values are not good people they are people that are doing wrong in our a detriment to our society um if they don't know what they're doing obviously then that's you know if they've got mental disabilities or they don't know they just don't realize they're still you know working in the way to to gain more wisdom or clarity about these things and you know it's not like they're doing it on purpose and that's not a sin on purpose so again there's so many various types you can't just look from the outside in or rather like say oh that person's you know, doing that, you can recognise it as a sin. But again, a lot of it depends on intent. People can make it clear when they say, oh, they don't believe and oh, they're against this and that. And that makes it obvious that they're dead set against. But if someone's not saying that, they're not doing that, you don't know why they're um, doing something that looks to be um, a sin. It may not be because they may not have a clue what they're doing. As I say, like if they have mental difficulties or something, they might not even have a clue. If they're just, you know, young in the spirit they don't have that level of wisdom that tells them that that's not quite right or that's how it's they're not doing it on purpose so very very finite intricate details there but obviously by parenthood a man and a woman should be able to understand how they come together um, and where there could be a child coming from a union a situation that's why it's so vitally important to get valid marriages to fortify the, the institution of marriage through education and through helping people, not just prayer and intercession, but actually talking about it like this broadcast and stating, you know, this isn't right, this is right. Like, you need to be ready to provide for your family. But that has to start right at the top with that spiritual um, alignment and, you know, having a relationship with God. And a little bit from um, me and my situation... So we've had um, 
family members who are jealous, who persecute the faith, and then decide that they're going to then take, try and take away money and um, then facilitate, and then they laugh about it and they facilitate someone who's an unfaithful person and who's been vindictive from the start, who we couldn't even get child support from, who we couldn't even see or get into our lives. And who has abused my child by leaving her to lengthly these three main activities in life. Let's talk about those activities in a minute or two. But what my daughter had um, beforehand and what she has with me is, first of all, real authentic love and care. That through God, through Christ. But that wasn't always talked about, oh, this is God, this is Christ. It just always was. And so she has had such a vibrant life, but it was like they were so jealous and manipulative that I took this devotion to my child, that I actually lived out my vocation. And I believe that's why they were all jealous. Not every one of you, I'm talking about, that's why these particular family members, who you would call Judas Iscariots, that is why they were jealous, because they didn't live up to the expectations of God. Is that my problem? No, that's nothing to do with me. That's not my problem. I had to put up with it, sure enough. But it's not my problem. What they do or what they are lacking in ability to do is not my daughter's fault and is not my fault. Me being devoted to my child is not just my right. It is my and was and always will be my duty. It's not a matter of, oh my gosh, let's be jealous of Vicky because she's taken up her vocation. No, why aren't you taking up the vocation? Why aren't you standing there doing the right thing by God? Why are you being a Judas Iscariot? Let's talk about that. It's not about, I'm terrible for doing the right thing. It's you and not you listening necessarily. But these Judas Iscariots, it's them that are in the wrong for walking away from God, from walking away from doing the right thing, from walking away from protecting a mother and child, from walking away from all that, from sending a child that had all the love and care in the world, that had everything, all of her needs met through, don't get me wrong, I had to absolutely work on how on earth I was going to do this, how on earth I was going to manage all this. And... We managed to to do everything we did by, as I say, following those different kind of procedures as well. Um, but we were able to supply her through our team with being able to do wholesome activities that kept her healthy and fit and um, making and being with her friends in really pure, lovely, beautiful ways where they could enjoy themselves. Her friendship from her baby group are some of the, the best children in the world that she's lost contact with. She was um, meeting up with them since they were in a baby group together. That's how loyal this was. They were going to regular classes together. They were getting nurtured. They were going to ballet lessons. They were going to tennis lessons. They were going swimming. They were going ice skating. Um, Lucy went to um, horse riding. She went to ice hockey. She went to, um, you know, like mini taster days and golf and rugby, etc. Some of those obviously took off more than others. Um, she loved her art activities like so much as well. And she just has such a vibrant, loving, caring, nurturing, flourishing, thriving time with me. But because of a really nasty person who would never really be around and then 
the minute that I actually met someone else because he was saying, the other guy was saying, um, who's supposed to be there for us, that he was dating multiple people at a time. Let's face it, he was never there for us. It was horrendous trying to kind of do anything. I was bringing up my daughter single-handedly and he was just coming along for maybe events that we might have or like certain days, like, you know, this and that, but not actually really properly there and not stating any loyalty, just all over the place, very unstable. And it's still to this day unstable. But because of the link to my name, he's managed to get this, that and the next thing and through trying to take my child, he's managed to gain this, that and the next thing materially. So he never had any of these things. In fact, he used to lie that he had things. Um, he used to lie about, he lied from the beginning about his age. He lied saying that he owned the place that he was in. He didn't own it. Um, apparently his friend was staying with him. No, it was the other way around. Not say so that any of this is... Um, well, the lying about the age is obviously wrong, but um, not to say that staying with his friend under his friend's roof is wrong. No, it's not. But again, it was just lie after lie after lie. He's a compulsive liar. But I used to just think, oh no, this is this is my life. This is what I have to put up with St. Rita type of situation. And so he has now got, as I say, different kind of things because of the links, no doubt to me, um... And because people will be thinking, oh, he has to kind of like look after, um, you know, a child. No, he is just using us, using us, using the connection. If I had known that, God almighty. And this is why I put out so much education for women and children to protect them. But this is also to protect men, but I would say more so, obviously, the more vulnerable. I'm just going to be honest. I know that, you know, we can be very strong as women, but we need to understand the reality of this, despite all these transgender things out there, which I do, like, I love and I care for everybody, but we need to be honest because this sometimes can be that little issue, that topic that people will harness or hang on to. And I swear to God, it can be the ruin of a child's life the ruin of a family's life when that is taken and utilised and then people think, oh, this is a token gesture, it's going to make them look so great if they do this. But it, all it does is ruin that child's life and it's done nothing for the community but take it into an abhorrent level. Um, She used to have so much going good and now more recently, well, not more recently, but through him... um getting involved in utilizing us basically just utilizing and then putting it it's like putting a dog in a cage oh look look at the puppy it's so cute look at it in the zoo that's what he's basically done he's basically um taking our child to do that and what then therefore because there's nothing behind it there's no faithfulness to god there's no faithfulness to the family there's no faithfulness to the the child to do right by the child they don't have he doesn't have that that's why I, I have all the faithfulness and the want to do that and the desire to do that and the ability to do that. And that's what I do. I do actually do it. I fulfill that. But he doesn't. But unfortunately, he has been such a bad influence to the point where the three activities really ultimately the thing that it all boils down to that she has had being put in that cage with him, in other words, by him, is street walking. No joke. Literally this. In another part of Scotland, street walking. What else? I think that's a bit. Um, spending time in a room. Going on sleepovers. 
now and then. I think that's it. I, I honestly think that is that is the extent of it. And so that is what those who perpetrated against me and my child allowed for. And I am going to tell you this. It is true. You will perish because you have been a Judas Iscariot and you have hung yourself if you're in that situation. I'm telling you now, if you've put up with this, those people that did that to you, they are going to be hung like Judas Iscariot. I mean that in a spiritual way. I don't know what's going to happen to them physically, but I know for certain that they will pay the consequences and that is it. No one gets away with just behaving like that and doing these things on purpose and that is what he has done. Okay, here is another version. I'm sharing different versions of Psalm 91. Um, it's called In the Holy Spirit. It's the assurance of God's protection. You who live in the shelter of the Most High, who abide in the shadow of the Almighty, will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night or the arrow that flies by day or the pestilence that stalks in darkness or the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked, because you have made the Lord your refuge, the Most High your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, no scourge come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent. You will trample underfoot. Those who love me I will deliver. I will protect those who know my name. When they call to me, I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honour them. With long life I will satisfy them and show them my salvation. <laughs> 